listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, man. Are you? Yeah. That seemed really like disingenuous. I'm doing wonderful now that I'm here in my happy place in your basement. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days. My basement's your happy place, huh? Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's that's a weird one, man. Like I don't I don't think I've ever heard that, nor will I probably ever hear that come from another human being's mouth. No, I probably not. I mean, unless somebody comes here because I feel like this is it's just such a wonderful wonderful space you've created here. <laughs> it sounds like classic Stockholm syndrome. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be accurate. <laughs> Episode 35 just just got you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, let go. Getting invited to my greenhouse and all <laughs> exactly. that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. You had a rough week, man. Yeah, um, I believe I've brought this up before. My brother Dave has just had not good luck lately. Um, he was coming home from my parents' house. Uh, it was actually a year ago now. On the twelfth of July, it'll be a year. Um. And he hit a deer on his motorcycle. And it, luckily, I mean, you know, luckily he lived and he, you know, he's relatively okay. But he shattered his shin bone and based the lower part of his leg from his knee down. Mm. Um, really got jacked up. And the doctor had to put, I, I want to say it was... I believe it was 215 pieces of metal between the screws and the plates. Freaking bionic Dave over here. Yeah. Put his, his leg back together. And after he started healing and doing physical therapy, they realized that the doctor had no frame of reference from when he started putting the leg back on and, or putting it back together, I should say like a 3d puzzle. And he was pretty close, but he was off a bit. So his, my brother's leg was like, canted out like a penguin foot you know what i mean um so they had to go in take all the hardware out and put a steel rod in and correct their mistake to make his leg straight so this has been going on for the past year and that what i just talked about happened um right at the end of february beginning of march he got that all fixed taken care of and he's been doing great he actually just got to the point where he can walk with just a cane instead of the walker or wheelchair um, so he's been weight bearing and stuff and, you know, he's been doing good. He's got his own place. Um, my, my mother had been living with him to help him cause he couldn't walk. So she was bringing him food and, you know, making sure he didn't die. And, uh, he got to the point where he was independent enough. She moved back home and less than a month later, last week, we had some terrible storms come through Indiana. And a tree fell through his house that he's renting. And Jeez. yeah, it landed in his bedroom. Like the tree went, luckily he was at work. Jeez. He wasn't there. Um, but the tree went through the roof and landed on his bed. And he was working, trying to get that stuff, get his stuff cleaned up and, and trying to salvage what he could from the, from the house he was renting and he felt like he just overdid it with his leg. You know, he's just started using a cane not that long ago and he felt like he overdid it. So he noticed some, some pain in there 
And then my mom was concerned because she thought it, it felt warm to the touch. So then he got a little concerned about it and talked to his doctor and he had an appointment on Friday and the doctor was like, yeah, you have an abscess. I'm worried that it's an infection. Um, I don't know if, if you don't know anybody that's ever had any sort of a joint replacement or had metal in their body. A lot of times if you get an infection at all in your body, it likes to go to that metal and just stay there. And it's really difficult to get rid of it. So the doctor, doctor was concerned because of the amount of metal in his leg and everything. So um, he scheduled him yesterday to go get the abscess drained and have the fluid tested to see if there was an infection. And once he got there, they were like, actually, after looking at your CT scans and everything, we're just going to take you into surgery and remove the abscess, wash the whole area, disinfect it, use antibiotic powder on it. And we're going to take all the metal out that's there except for the main rod. They said it's mostly healed. The main rod, that bone isn't healed yet, so we're going to leave that in there. But everything else we're going to take out to try to reduce the chance of an infection growing. So he got there at 9.30 in the morning yesterday. Didn't get a room for over eight hours. We're in the ER room. We got to go upstairs to a room at the hospital. And then they told us they, they were still going to do the surgery that night. They didn't take him back for surgery until 10 o'clock at night. So he was there for 11 hours or 13 hours before he got to go back to surgery. Jeez. And my mom and I were there. We ended up leaving the hospital like midnight once he was done with surgery. and We knew he was okay and everything. And now he has to stay in the hospital for like probably at least five more days because they have to culture, find out what bacteria it is. Then they have to do susceptibility susceptibility testing on the bacteria that's present to find out what the best antibiotic would be. They're going to probably have to send him with home with like IV antibiotics. Like it's it. I just feel so bad for my brother. Like he's, he's had a rough year. Yeah, man. I feel like he just can't catch a break and his landlord wanted him completely out of the house by today because they want to get insurance in there to look at it and stuff. So this morning at 8 AM, the landlord was like, Hey, what time are you going to be out today? And I'm like, he's literally laying in the ICU <laughs> at Methodist Hospital. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a rough freaking go. So, mm. yeah, I was. Ex we were supposed to record yesterday. Yeah, and this whole thing ended up happening, and um, it's just been roof. Sounds so, roof. Yeah it it feels good to be in your basement again. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad that Nate didn't show up to record yesterday. I mean, yeah. Come on, man. Get your priorities straight. I know, right? That's what <laughs> I wasn't mad at all. <laughs> when mom called, she was like, Do you have anything going on today? Because Dave's going into emergency surgery. And I was like, I could probably put it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was all good. I, I could barely walk yesterday myself. Yeah. I uh, came off a gout flare up last week and I walked funny on my foot the entire time. Like compensating for the pain. Compensating for the pain, yeah. 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 And now I think I'm in more pain. Mm. The last couple of days have been in more pain than I was when I had the gout flare up. Like I think I have like some sort of probably has like a contusion on my ankle or something like that. Cause mm. dude, my foot swelled up the size of a freaking softball. Holy cow. Yeah, I could barely walk yesterday. But anyway, nobody wants to hear about my woes from me being fat and eating unhealthy. <laughs> everybody everybody that just heard that was like, Yeah, we we kind of figured that's that one's your fault. But I didn't 
I mean, I really like I really like salami and stuff like that, which is full of purines. Oh yeah, any kind of like like cured meat or whatever. Oh yeah, oh, it's so good though. Cured meat, beer, all that good stuff. Red meat, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah, there's a reason gout's called the king's disease. It's true. Yeah, it's that's that's literally what it was called back in the day. It was the king's disease because poor people didn't get it. Yeah, it was the rich man's disease. I mean, you can't get it if you're not eating good. I mean, I have been called Salami King a few times in my life, so. <laughs> That's not true at all. But. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is great to be down here. We are smoking and drinking like good old heathen boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from like your woes and my foot woes, it's not been a terrible week. No. Honestly, it was a pretty good week until yesterday. Until yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple pipes coming in the mail. I'm super excited about that. Yeah? Yeah. I'm withholding all the information, though. I'm withholding all the information so that I can do like a show you and tell them type of thing on the next episode if they're here by then. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully they're here by then. Hmm. I got I got two coming, and I got another one that's in the works. Really? Yeah, I'm spending all my Columbus money right now. That's great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, not all my Columbus money, but I have tapped into my tobacco fund a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Ben over at Redeemed Pipes is trying to get me to blow. I think he wants me to go into debt, man. He was he was showing me some super, super good looking pipes. Really? Yeah, he was just baiting me, just feeding me one after the other. Like, look at this L Tang. You like this L Tang? You like this? You like this snail grade smooth? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was just, well, you know, Ben's got to do his job. He's got to do his job, man. He's, he's good at his he's, job. He's real good at his job. And he's got, and these were from like his personal collection. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he's got good taste, too. Yeah. He likes some light. He likes some light. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if he says it comes from his personal collection, you know it's ultra light yeah. because he's the ultra light lunter. That's right. Yep. I, I laughed the other day because he and somebody else, I think it was uh, Pipe and Eight Easy, uh, commented on one of his for sale posts. And I think the pipe was 40 grams. And they were like, I would love this if it wasn't so dang heavy. And I'm like, 40 grams is not a heavy pipe. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had, remember that Randy Wiley I had? Oh yeah, dude! That thing had to have been twice that size. Oh, for it was sure, huge. I mean, what? I I don't know metric that. I don't know my I don't know my grams because I never done drugs and I don't use metric. Mm-hmm. But forty grams—that's like little over an ounce, right? Yeah, yeah. Fifty grams is one point two seven five ounces or one point seven five ounces. So I don't know why you know that. I don't know if I want to know why you know that. Are you a drug dealer? No, because our American. Tobacco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our tins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. That makes sense. Fifty grams. See, that all makes sense now. Yeah, that all makes sense. I thought maybe you had been like doing drugs on the side or like selling drugs on the side. No, but also in my defense, most of the things in the laboratory are in the metric system. That's fair too. Communist. Yeah. Things that make sense are just Freedom so units, man. This dumb. is July. We just came off of 4th of July. It's true. No, actually, I'm a big proponent of, of the metric system. It's so easy. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I've said this on here before, but I'm going to rail on it again, because I know we have people that are listening 
that are ham radio operators, get with the metric system, system folks. Like, oh right, yeah, you've told me about that. Because all the bands are are in are in metric, like so that you have like the forty meter band and the twenty meter, and you have you know like all these bands are. And these guys are trying to figure out how to make antennas, and they're trying to figure out how many feet and inches their antennas need to be. And I was like, it's literally in the name what size <laughs> the antenna needs to be, right? Got to make a quarter wave antenna. What's a quarter of 40 meters? It's 10 meters. Yeah. So just make a 10 meter antenna. How many inches is that? Right. They have this whole, they have this whole <laughs> equation that they use to figure out how many inches I, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but yeah, I mean, I'm a red blooded American. I would say, you know, not to bring politics into this, but like, I, I'm, I'm pretty old school American. Yeah. Just to put it that way, um, I I like freedom units, but I do I I can I think that a lot of things Americans do are phenomenal. The way we measure things is not great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with you. I was at, <laughs> I was at work the other day. I was walking with one of my younger coworkers, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's like." we were talking about units of measure and I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of like a peck. Like most people don't know how big a peck is. And he was like, I don't know what a peck is. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's a, a, it's a unit of measurement. Like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers. Like it, it, that's how many he picked was a peck. Well, I guess it's not, it's not really a unit of measure. I guess it kind of is. It's, it's a type of basket that is used for produce, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's so many pecks in a bushel. Mm -hmm. Like, it is a unit of measure, like the amount. Sure. Um, but one of my favorite things recently that's popped up on like Instagram and stuff is, um, it'll say like Americans will use anything for a unit of measure. <laughs> Have you seen those? <laughs> it's like, like talking about how a car big the size of two small boulders, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, or like this. This building is three football fields wide. Like, <laughs> like what we use for units of measurement. Sometimes it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and the irony is, when you say something's three football fields wide, because a football field is a very round measurement, <laughs> you could literally just say it's three hundred yards long. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're right, though. I like it better whenever the, they say stuff like, this RV is the size of a small orca. And you're like, <laughs> like, oh, I know exactly how big an orca is. I can picture that in my head. It's because, like, Americans, by and large, <laughs> anything that's, you know, metric is considered very un-American, right? Yeah. It's what the commies use. Right. That's the rhetoric, right? So, like... Stubborn Americans like, why well, ain't no commie? I'm gonna measure in boulders or I'm gonna measure in orcas or <laughs> measure in I don't know. I feel like it, it has to do more with the visualization. Yeah. Like when you say two boulders, I can imagine two boulders <laughs> in my head right now. I cannot imagine ten meters. Like I have to sit there and be like, okay. But what is a boulder? Like a boulder is such a subjective term. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is it Two large boulders, two medium <laughs> boulders. I mean, I've seen I mean, some nice boulders. Yeah, okay, so if a rock the size of basketball, is that a boulder or is that a rock? That's a very small boulder. It's a very small boulder. So what's a small boulder? A small boulder would be like... A beach ball? 
I would consider it to be a little bigger than a beach ball. <laughs> we're doing the American thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can tell we're obviously American. <laughs> all of our foreign listeners, God bless you. They're all going, stupid Americans. I think about the size of like a 47-inch TV. For- <laughs> like the old console ones. Like that's the size of a small boulder. Okay. <laughs> you have to... You <laughs> and you have to talk... With- when you describe them by the TV, you, you could have you could have said forty seven in TV. Is that a flat screen? Is that one of the curved screens? Well, that's why I said console. Right? Yeah. yeah, it could be a console TV. It could be a, one of those old school curved front ones where the it curved out. Right. It, a console TV. That's the one that has the wood around it, right? That's a cabinet TV. Cabinet TV. Well, there's all sorts of TVs. Yeah. The console has the real big fat back. Yes. Unnecessarily sticks out three feet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> from the, the Boeing the screen. OG flat screen, but it's massive. Yeah. Dude, I have It's like the size of three bookshelves. I mean, depending on the size of the bookshelves, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about a bookshelf like three feet by three feet, then yeah. yeah. I was just trying to continue with the whole yeah, American measurement thing. <laughs> How long do you think this episode's gonna be? Like, I don't know, like a probably like half of where the Redfern grows. <laughs> okay <laughs> honest to goodness when i was a kid i used movies to measure time <laughs> like <laughs> like my brother and you my brother is 11 years older than i am okay so when i'm 12 he's 23 that's math and uh <laughs> his wife now wife at the time girlfriend would be like hey we're gonna come pick you guys up in two hours um so get your stuff ready we'll be there in two hours and I would get all my stuff together and I'd put in where the red fern grows because I know where the red fern grows runs for two hours and like 11 minutes. And that's, I, I would just sit there and watch it. And that's how <laughs> I would make time passes. I mean, if they said an hour and a half, I'd get like the buttercream gang. Yeah. Buttercream gang's a great, you know, I mentioned that the other day and no, the people that were, they were like, what's the buttercream gang? And I was like, you don't know feature family films. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You've never own. seen Reg- Rigoletto. Rigoletto on our own. Like, <laughs> it's, one hundred percent. That's all we listen. They're, they're like, with. what are feature family films? I was like, okay, so you were obviously not raised Baptist or Christian at all. <laughs> Do you know what Veggie Tales is? That's not feature family films. But if you watched feature family films, you probably watched Veggie Tales. I definitely. And your mom probably watched Little House on the Prairie. If you got that channel, yeah. I don't know. I might. My kids still love Little House on the Prairie. So does my mom. Laura binge watches it. I'm not surprised. She binge watches Little House on the Prairie. I feel like that's like Laura's Laura's paradise. Yeah. Like I feel like if she could live anywhere in any time, she would choose that time in that place. I think so. And and everything that this girl describes, she was like, this reminds me of the one episode on Little House when when so-and-so. Oh, man. She's obsessed with it. Like absolutely obsessed with it. I could see that. Yeah. I and I, it just boggles me. Like, it's just not a TV show that you would expect a an 11-year-old right. to be obsessed with. I mean, I've seen it. It's not good. It's not bad. I mean, that's pretty much the definition you just of not said, good. <laughs> you just said, you just compared time to where the red fern grows. <laughs> you don't get to be an authority on what is a good TV show or movie. I didn't say it was a good movie. I just used it as a, as a measurement of time. I mean, the Redford and Rose isn't... Not, it's a pretty sad that's movie. That's true. It's like almost Bambi sad. Getting close to Old Yeller. Oh, man. We were talking about that today. The kids and I were driving home from church, and the girls brought up Old Yeller for a whole different reason. Mm. 
because it, the book Old Yeller uses the B word. Ah, what like in a literal sense? In though. a literal sense, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so my daughter informed me that it's okay to use that word <laughs> if you use it literally. And I was like, we're just not going to use that word. <laughs> and this is like right after we left church. And I was like, what are you talking about at church? <laughs> like she said, oh, yeah, we had, I had this conversation with my friend and she said at, old, at a school they were reading the old yeller and... They're, when they came to that word, they all the kids were giggling. The teacher's like, it's not a bad word if you use it in the right sense. And I'm like, why are you having this conversation about that word with your friends at church? Right. Ah, <sighs> kids. Yeah. You'll you'll get there. Yours isn't talking yet. She's getting close. She's getting real close. Is she doing all the mama and dada stuff yet? Yeah. She says dada and, and mama and uh she's saying nana a lot. Oh, okay. So I asked my mother-in-law, I was like, are you trying to get her to call you Nana? And she was like, no. Like, <laughs> you lying to me, Robin? <laughs> I don't care. Just, she just keeps saying it. Oh, man. how She's getting ready to be a year old, isn't she? She's getting close. Yeah, next month. Next month. That's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. You know what else is next month? Columbus. Columbus Pipe Show. The week before she turns one. The week before? Yeah. Is your wife going to let you go? 100% yeah <laughs> you didn't give her a choice did you you're like I'm going I was like we should have her birthday the weekend <laughs> after her birthday <laughs> because I got stuff to do no I, I didn't even mention it I was just like I go hey her birthday falls on a Wednesday this year you think maybe we'll do it the weekend before or the weekend after and she was like I'm thinking probably the weekend before and I was like sweet so her birthday falls a week before it's the, it's, it is the week before. I might have that backwards. Actually, I think I do have it backwards. Nobody cares about your kid's birthday, man. That's true. No, I actually care about your daughter's birthday. Because I'm sure your wife's going to have a party. It, yeah, she is. She's it, the type to have a party. Which I've already questioned. She was like, we're going to have a party. She showed me all the stuff she's buying on Amazon like, <laughs> to decorate with. And I was like, what is the point of this? <laughs> And she was like, well, it has to be, you know, fun. I was like, for whom? Like, she's not going to remember this. She doesn't know what's going on. Who is this for? <laughs> That's actually another thing we talked about the way home from church. <laughs> Laura was like, she asked if you're coming over to record today. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I can't believe Emma's about to be one. And uh, Manny said, I can't believe Emma's about to be one. And then Laura said, do you know when her birthday party is? And I was like. You think she's having a birthday party? <laughs> Laura says, I know she's having a birthday party. <laughs> Kimberly's the type that she would definitely have a first birthday party. It's true. <laughs> Laura knows my wife too well. That's true. <laughs> and I was like, she's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, why do you say that? She said, she had a birthday or she had a party for her baby dedication service at church. She's going to have a first birthday party. Yeah. She asked me what I was going to wear to the party. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I want you to like match, match, like, like, so the theme is like Daisy Duck. Oh, that's, that's appropriate. Like Daisy and Donald or whatever. Yeah. Um. So she wants me to dress like a sailor. Oh, I thought you were going to dress like Donald Duck, you know, like a, the blue shirt with no pants. Yeah. The sailor. Just You're going to not wear pants? Correct. Okay. Um. No. Is this a no pants party? Because I, I just won't wear pants. Solidarity, man. Solidarity. No, I appreciate you being no there pants. for me. Yeah. Please 
show up with no wear, pants on. Am I allowed to wear boxers at least? You can wear boxers. Whitey tidies? They have to be whitey tidies, actually. Oh, whitey tidies, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll have to get a pair for that. Show up in whitey tidies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Drive to my house. I'm going to be doing it too. Just just show up. <laughs> get a blue blazer. Skid marks included. <laughs> No, that's what my wife showed me this dress she bought for the party. And I was like, who is this for? I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, man. No. See, we started we started to get this, guys. We had the train rolling. We were going pipes. We were going pipes. We were going pipes. And then it devolved. Sorry. Full circle. Columbus Pipe Show is coming up. It's going to be great. I'm super excited about this. I'm, I'm jonesing for a pipe show. There are, like, one of the things I'm so excited about are the people that I've already talked to that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Jason Patrick's going to be there. Nate King's going to be Nate there. Nate King's going to be there. Uh, Robert Vacher's going to be there. Nice. Um, lots of people that we haven't seen in a long time. Jay Furman said he's going to fly into Columbus to come to the show. Yeah, he's going to stay. 100% Jay's coming to the show. Yeah, that's what I heard Yeah, from you just now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would expect nothing less. I mean, of course he would. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he come to Col- Columbus, Ohio from New York? It's a It's a major event. And it's not that far away. It's not that far. It's probably only going to cost like 600 bucks to fly there. It's not that big of a deal. Right. You could drive it in like seven hours. Yeah. It's about halfway between like Terre Haute and where he lives. Yeah. Jay just drive to Columbus, Ohio for the weekend. Seven hour trip. Come on. You can go to the Columbus Zoo on Sunday because the pipe show is only Friday and Saturday. Right. Exactly. So Jay, you can go to the Columbus Zoo, meet Jack Hanna. Yeah. See uh, that gorilla exhibit. Oh, they have a gorilla exhibit? Well, that's why Harambe died. Was that Columbus? Yeah. I thought that was Cincinnati. They have a zoo in Cincinnati? Yeah. Maybe it was Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I was like the only person in the world that wasn't upset about the Harambe thing. I don't, I'm sorry, guys. I don't give a dang about a gorilla. Here's my thing. Somebody once said that when we murdered that gorilla, <laughs> that it altered our timeline. And... <laughs> That gorilla was murdered. Here we go. In 2016. Okay. In spring of 2016. Uh-huh. You know what happened in November of 2016? Uh, Donald ele- Trump election? won <laughs> yeah. the presidency. Uh-huh. No one thought he was going to. They even had Newsweek had printed all the, the their magazines with Hillary winning and everything. Because that was the narrative that was supposed to happen. Hillary was going to win. But because of Harambe... We got Trump. The whole world changed. The build on this. I, I, I need you. I'm sure you have some sort of fan theory, some sort of theory, <laughs> some sort of conspiracy theory. You've read about this. I need, I need to hear it now. No, it's uh, honestly, that's about the sum of it. Like, <laughs> the, the, I mean, I'm sure it's got something to do with COVID. It's got something to do with all of that fallout. Well, there is legitimately a theory that we are living in an alternate timeline. Have you ever heard of um, uh, the Mandela effect? Uh, like, like, like Nelson? Precisely like Nelson. Actually, oh. that's who the effect was named after. Oh, okay. Because this woman, like in 1997, thought that Nelson Mandela was dead. And so did, turns out, a bunch of people thought he died in prison. People remembered headlines they remembered news stories about nelson mandela dying in prison but he was still alive when they thought this he just died in like 
2013 or 27, 2007. Before Harambe, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. But the whole thing is that they realize that there's this effect that happens to people where a large group of people remember history differently. And so now you have people that saying that we live in a different timeline because there are large groups of people that remember things happening or being different than what they are now. For instance, Michael Jackson's song, Smooth Criminal. Mm -hmm. Every time I sing that song, every time I've heard that song, the lyrics go, you've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. Right? Yeah. The actual words are, you've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. He says it twice. You can look it up. That face you're making makes me know that you think you thought it was hit by struck by two, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> it's not. It's hit by hit by. And I'm, that's the Mandela effect. Th like all of us, not all of us, because I've asked other people and they're like, no, it's hit by hit by. And then, but it's, there are so many weird things like this, like the Berenstein Bears. That one's a little different. A lot of what? People, uh, like the Berenstein Bears is a huge argument as to whether or not it was. Berenstein ended with S-T-E-I-N or S-T-A-I-N. Berenstain? Yeah. So some people believe it was the Berenstein Bears and some people believe it was the Berenstain Bears. And what do you think is correct? Like, how do you remember it being spelled? I don't know how it's spelled, but it's definitely pronounced Berenstein Bears. It, if you look it up, it'll say that it is spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Berenstain Bears. But me, I remember it specifically being the Berenstain Bears. S-T-E-I-N. Mm. Now, the reason I say that this one doesn't count is because I have seen pictures of books where it is spelled E-I-N. And I've seen pictures of books where it's spelled A-I-N. Mm. So, but that is one of the Mandela Effect things. Like, there's, there's so many of them. Like, Looney Tunes. Like, how do you think Looney Tunes is spelled? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Like, whenever people, like, but. I just know it's Looney Tunes. But, 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 but that's all, folks. So whenever you think about it, I always thought Looney Tunes was L-O-O-N-E-Y. Looney Tunes. T-O-O-N-E-S. Mm -hmm. I, when I. You're going to tell me it's T-U-N-E-S? When I picture the Space Jam like the Looney Tunes with the Space Jam background and everything, I always picture it with two O's, Looney Tunes, but it is T-U-N-E-S. I thought, like, how do you spell cartoon? Isn't that C-A-R-T-O-O-N? So I thought Looney Tunes, I thought it was cartoons, like T-O-O-N, but it's actually T-U-N-E-S, Looney Tunes. So that's not necessarily like a alternate reality thing, though. That's just like misconception yeah but i can visualize it in my head like i can i can see in my head the looney tunes in, like like their symbol spelled incorrectly like that's how i remember it mm. just like the you've been hit by you've been struck by thing i i can hear michael jackson singing it incorrectly because that's how i remember it i don't know how we got on this. i have <laughs> harambe at the columbus zoo or maybe the Cincinnati Zoo. I thought it was Cincinnati Zoo. It anyway, probably is. Columbus. Jay Furman. He needs to come to Columbus. I'm saying it now. He hasn't told me, but Jay's coming to Columbus. Yeah. Okay. We're just, it's it's a thing. 
uh, everybody, just reach out to Jay Fern and be like, hey, I heard you're coming to, you're coming to Columbus Pipe Show. I can't wait to see you there, Jay. Yeah, can't wait to see you there. I heard you're going to make it. Heard it with good authority from Pipes, Pours, and Pals that you're going to be at the Columbus Show. New York is not that far from middle of Ohio. It's, Liter- it's literally separated by Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, I understand that New York's a gigantic state, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's just weirdly long. <laughs> but no, Columbus, I'm super excited about it. I've heard from a lot of people they're going to be there. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a top-notch year for Columbus. I'm hearing good things about it. So Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Looking forward to it. Clearing it up now, we are not going to Vegas. No. We've been asked a hundred times. Yeah. We're not going to Vegas. This year. So, this year. So in case Jay retaliates and tells everybody we're going to Vegas, it's not happening. <laughs> we're 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 setting it straight now. Uh, Nate and I, um, this is a hobby for us, right? Like, um, Vegas is kind of expensive to go to. I don't know. Like, I just can't. I just can't force myself right now to spring to go to Vegas. Yeah. Like, to, the show itself is not expensive, but everything that encompasses it, the flights, the hotels. The food, everything about Vegas is astronomical. Yeah. We're not exactly making a boatload of money with this podcast. No. I hope to one day that we make enough money with the podcast that it can support our trips. Well, maybe. We're working that way, right? We had somebody recently mm-hmm. reach out and support us pretty heftily. Yeah, we've actually had multiple people as of recent, but our uh, our buddy Mark D., uh, supported us this week through buy me a coffee uh with uh, several pours yeah it's five bucks a pour on there so we very much thank appreciate you mark, it so yeah. much for that I already reached out to him in person but uh thank you so much for supporting us mark mark's been a super big encouragement yeah not only with uh, he's helped out on uh buy me a coffee a couple of times but he, he reaches out pretty frequently through instagram messenger and talks and he's just a good friendly guy who also lives in new york yeah he's going to columbus is he Maybe. (laughs) We're going to say yeah. We're going to say yeah. We're just demanding who's going to be at Columbus now. Mark, you're going to Columbus. We'll see you there, buddy. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet you in person. (laughs) Honestly, he's... I I don't know if I've... I may have asked him that already. He might be going. He's one of the people that I enjoy. I look forward to seeing his Instagram posts. He's always got good Instagram posts. He's got nice... He's always got like super calming Instagram posts for some reason. I, I... I know I've asked him and we've talked about it before. I, I believe he lives more upstate. Yeah. Lives, lives near uh, uh, Lake Placid. Yeah. Yeah. Where that sh- where that gigantic alligator is. And the Olympic Games. Well, more importantly, the, the Lake Placid alligator. Yeah, I think. Or is it a crocodile? I think it's a crocodile. We'd have to ask uh, Betty White. But I think you know the difference crocodile. between a crocodile and an alligator? Yeah. What's the difference? They're snoot. They're snoot? Yeah. Well, I thought you could tell the difference because an alligator will see you later. But an, a crocodile will see you after a while. I knew you were going to try to work this into some kind of weird dad joke. <laughs> That's why I immediately told you the real reason why you could t- differentiate an alligator and a crocodile. You just went on about some stupid Mandela effect forever. <laughs> God forbid I tell a 10 second dad joke. <laughs> That's Nate's like, fair. dad jokes are so stupid. They're such a waste of time and energy. Here's a 30 minute rant about the stupidest conspiracy. 
<laughs> About how her timeline changed when they killed Harambe. God, rest him. I realize now that people are very passionate about this gorilla and I just said something like awful. I was like, I don't give a dang about some stupid gorilla. I feel like most people like are we're going to lose listeners for me saying that. I feel like most people are kind of over it by now. Yeah. It's been six years. Nobody, did anybody Seven really years. care? Some people did. Yeah. Some people thought they should have tranked him and not just killed him. Mm. But trank, tranks take a while to, to go into effect. And if you shoot him. Wasn't it like attacking a kid or something like he, that? He had a child in his hand. Yeah. But honestly, it's kind of the mom's fault. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that like. Like, so I, I'm a, I'm a, I lived in Tennessee. My family lives in Tennessee. I'm a big fan of Tennessee football. Um, and in Tennessee, the big thing there is the bears and everybody is always, they're always putting down bears because bears get too comfortable with human beings, but it's almost always the human beings fault. Yeah. Almost always. Same thing with like bison and stuff out at Yellowstone, people get too close and get trampled by a bison or, you know, attacked by a moose or whatever. And so they always end up putting the animal down. And it's like, uh, sucks. Humans suck. Like, yeah. It's, uh, but I, I'm not going to cause an outrage over it. Like, I don't know. You know, I heard that bears really like dirty diapers. Like, they just eat dirty baby diapers. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Dogs do. I, I, I was listening to a guy who Our actually. Dog, we eat turds right out of the toilet. That's why don't you just flush them? <laughs> I have kids, dude. I have little kids. Don't ask. You don't. You don't, I guess you don't even get it yet. Like, no, your daughter is gonna take a, a drop of deuce in the toilet and then leave it. Like it's gonna happen. Like, I just can't imagine her doing that. <laughs> I'm newsflash. She's not perfect. <laughs> I don't know if you know this yet. You bite your tongue. <laughs> no, but I was listening to a guy who lives in Tennessee. And he was saying that anytime they put dirty diapers in their trash can, there'll be like leftover salmon in there or like spoiled meat. They will bypass all of that and go straight for the poopy diaper and just devour it. <laughs> and I was like, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, I could see my dog doing that. <laughs> we had Dobby rest in peace. Oh, poor dog. He, uh, he used to love to eat quail and chicken poop. Really? It's, one of his, it's like his favorite delicacy. So he would literally gross. dig holes to get underneath the quail cage to eat the quail poop. Really? Yeah. You know, I hear they feed tilapia chicken poop. You know, the fish tilapia? Yeah, yeah. Like tilapia My dad farms. used to raise tilapia. Did he feed him chicken poop? No. I, I, I heard that like in China and areas they have these tilapia farms and they'll have chicken coops above the water with uh -huh. like the chicken wire. Uh-huh. And so when they poop, it just goes straight in the water. Yeah. And that's all the fish eat. Tilapia are, they're herbivores, but they're also opportunistic feeders. Given a choice, tilapia will always eat an herbivore diet, but they'll eat about anything. Mm. Like in, in a mode where they're hungry and it's their only option, they'll eat anything. Like chicken poop. Like chicken poop, yeah. Tilapia are like, they're pretty gross fish. Yeah, my dad refuses to eat tilapia. They grow pretty much anywhere in the Dominican. Like if there's a roadside ditch, it'll have tilapia in it. Really? Yeah. And that roadside ditch is full of human sewage. Yes. And they'll, they literally live and survive anywhere. Like they're, they're like the postal post apocalyptic fish. Really? Yeah. They can survive anything. 
My yeah. a lady I work with doesn't believe they're real. <laughs> <laughs> Birds aren't real. I was like, what do you mean they're not real? And she's like, it's just a made up fish. <laughs> like no one's ever heard of a tilapia and all of a sudden everybody's selling tilapia. <laughs> I was like, what? She goes, they just found a fish and named it tilapia. And I was like, that's what they did with every <laughs> living thing on earth. They just found it and gave it a name. What do you mean it doesn't exist? It's a real fish. <laughs> anyway. You love conspiracy theories. I do. And I'm going to tie this into something that I heard on Get Piped. I think it was on Get Piped. I think casually in conversation one day, Nick said, birds aren't real. And they just moved on like he didn't say that. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Or is this like a Mandela effect thing? I'm no, I I remember him saying that because I took a very in-depth dive into birds being real. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I was like, I have to mention this to Nate, and I want to know if he knows about this conspiracy theory, too. I'm very aware. Are you? Yeah. Do you think birds are government drones? No. I've seen birds <laughs> hatch from eggs, and I've never seen a drone hatch from an egg. I guess I should phrase that by saying not all birds are government <laughs> drones. Now, do I think that the government has some drones that are look like birds? Yeah, I definitely think that's happening. I mean, and I, I genuinely think that they have found a way that they can sit on the telephone wires or not the telephone, the power lines charging. and charge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I 100% believe that could be that could be real. Yeah, but I do not. I, are you I, pulling my leg right now? Do no, you really? I mean. Anything is possible. Our government <laughs> lies to us consistently. That The only consistent thing our government has ever done is lied to us. That is, and killed people. Yeah. <laughs> and then lied about killing people. So I would not put it past our government for having secret drones shaped like birds that are almost indistinguishable. Anyway, let's, let's bring this back to full circle. Oh God! I don't even know where we started or where we stopped. We were talking about Columbus. We'll see you there. Hal Jay's going to be there. Mark's going to be there. We made that up, but they're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. We said so. Um, Mark supported us on Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you again, Mark, for that. Uh, I guess a good segue there. Well, that's that's where I think we stopped. I don't remember. Feels like it because Harambe. Yeah, let's not get on the topic again. Anyway, uh, thank you again, Mark, for your support through Buy Me a Coffee. Um, if you would like to support the podcast through Buy Me a Coffee, link for that is in the show notes. <sighs> Let's get on to something that people actually care about because we are like 40 some minutes into an episode. Oh, it's, okay. It's been fun. It's been fun. I'm having a great time. It's yeah, me too. In the hospital. Me, me too. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. <laughs> uh, and this is, I mean, this is us. This is what we do. So um, I think people appreciate, appreciate that about us. Um. Oh, speaking of, of listeners, Riley reached out today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Riley's like the super listener, man. He's already listened to all of the episodes, and he's going back through, and he's listening to the episodes a second time. And then he's asking us questions about it. Yeah, like, he mentioned an episode and said the name, and I was like, we had an episode named that? Like, right. <laughs> I don't even remember that episode. And then he brought up that it was the episode, it was like, buy a lottery ticket. And it was the episode that I talked about, I first met the... the First mention of Stranger from Cabela's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I.E. Tyler. So, but yeah, Riley reached out, listening through a second time. That's a dedication, that's man. Dedication, man. I appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. I love him. Have, I love having him reach out to us, 
uh, he's another good guy like Mark D. We're just it's always good to hear from him. Yeah. Good segue into saying, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us at pipesporesandpals at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram, which is our preferred method at pipesporesandpals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. And if you want to reach out to Mrs. Codger, I'm sure she'd appreciate it, as long as you're not creepy. And that's at Mrs. Codger. Don't be creepy, folks. Yeah, don't be creepy. Few and far between. It's only happened a couple times. Yep. It happens. That's good. Yeah. Um, What are you drinking, Indiana Nate? We mentioned that we got some of this, or you got some of this uh, last week. But it is Sazerac Rye. And you very generously provided me with a bottle that you picked up in Chicago when you were there. At Benny's. At Benny's Wholesale. If it ain't if it ain't at Benny's, it ain't worth drinking. And uh man, this stuff is spectacular. I jokingly told you last week that it's my favorite whiskey because you gave it to me for free. Yeah. But it's genuinely up there. It's really, really good. It is very good. I don't usually like rye. I do. There's a couple rye out there that I do like. Uh, one being this, and then the other one being Angel's Envy rye. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time deciding which of those two I like better. They're very different. Yeah. They're both very good. This one... Um, it's not complex, no, but it doesn't have the rye spice. Like, so what's a good example of this with rye? Um, bullet rye, bullet rye has like this eucalyptus. It has this like almost minty attribute to it. It has, um, a spiciness, black pepper, Minty is a bad way of describing it, but it's that's the only way I can describe the sensation. Like a like again, like a menthol mouthwash kind of yeah thing to it. I'm not a big fan of bur- of bullet bullet rye. Yeah, not really at all. Um, I've had a few other rye's, not been a huge fan, but uh, between this one and Angel's Envy rye, I, I'm starting to be a rye drinker. I think. This one is very sweet and it genuinely reminds me of when I take a bottle of honey and just pour it directly onto my tongue. Cause that's what eat. fat people do. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually healthy to, to eat honey from your you just area. Squirt a bottle of honey in your mouth. My dad eats a teaspoon of honey every day or a tablespoon of honey every day from local uh, beekeepers because mm-hmm. the pollen that they use, it helps your body not, have allergic reaction so you don't have as many allergies mm-hmm. when flowers start blooming and stuff i've heard of this so on occasion for scientific reasons i will pour honey directly onto my tongue <laughs> i do the same thing but with chocolate syrup <laughs> um but that's what this reminds me of People always look at me weird when i do it though. <laughs> in the store <laughs> i used to do it at the gym i'm on the treadmill and i just have a hershey syrup bottle <laughs> you want to get some weird looks at a gym take an empty hershey syrup bottle fill it full of water and use it as your water bottle at the gym <laughs> get a lot of weird looks i really want to do that now <laughs> but no um i find this to be very sweet it is not like overwhelmingly or grossly sweet but no. just 
a delicious sweetness. And I feel like it has some floral hints to it that kind of remind me of that honey. And then there is that little bit of a spice on the finish that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it To me, this is like quintessential perfect sipping whiskey. I could sit and sip a glass of this. It is just really, really good. I think honey is a good way to describe it because although honey is basically pure sugar. Oh, yeah. It is very sweet, but it's not like sickeningly sweet. Like, you know, you've, you've had like candies that are like, it's just so rich and, and sugary. Oh, yeah. Honey's not that way. Like honey is very sweet because it is. I'm going to guess like 100% fructose, <laughs> but I don't know what kind of honey, what kind of sugar it is, but fructose sounded right. I don't know. Um, But honey has that. It's a different sweetness. It's a honey sweetness. It's the only, I, I don't know how to describe it, but honey has a different sweetness than say like syrup or like sy- syrups that way. Like I can pour honey into my mouth or I can eat a spoonful of honey and it not bother me. Right. But to eat a tablespoon full of like fake maple syrup. Oh, no. Sounds awful. Yeah. No. Um, And I love maple syrup. I love real maple syrup. I love fake maple syrup. Like the more syrup on a pancake, the better. Same. Because like Nate, I'm a saucy guy. Yeah. Nobody wants a dry pancake. Oh, God, no. But yeah, this is very honey is the perfect way to describe it. It's a little bit of floral, a little bit of sweet. You know, honey really good. is it? Honey is actually the only food. Natural honey will never go bad. It's the only consumable thing that we know of on Earth that has no expiration date. It never goes bad. It crystallizes, but that can be that can be rectified, right? Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know if that's just like hearsay or if it's actually true. It's actually true. You're a scientist, so I believe you. Yeah, you should. Everything you say, I sh- you should believe everything Nate ever says. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because he never makes anything up. Ever. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great pour. I'm super excited about this. I'm going to have to pay somebody who lives in Chicago to go buy a Benny's before they come to Columbus and bring me a case of this. That's a great idea. Jason Patrick, you're on you're on the you're on the hook, man. Get with me. We'll work this out. I need you to buy me a case of Sazerac. Because I don't have enough whiskey already. I mean, if there's a whiskey you can't have too much of, I would say it's Sazerac rye. It's pretty good. It's tasty. So if anybody if you ever get the chance to buy this, it's cheap. It's not if you can get it for retail, it's not expensive. It really isn't. Yeah, it's hard to get, or at least in our part. Right. I've only ever seen it on the shelf one time. And I bought it. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think, 35 bucks for that bottle, which is a little over MSRP. But not bad for a delicious bottle of whiskey. Right. But I bought it at Benny's. I bought you a bottle and me a bottle. And I think I paid twenty four ninety nine for it at Benny's. Wow. And they had it. They literally had stacks of cases of it. I cannot believe that you can get this bottle for $24. 25 right? bucks. Yeah, 25 bucks. It's not bad. It's a great. I mean, I think that might have been a sale price. It's but a great whiskey, though. Yeah. My goodness. That that's a good example as to like you don't have to spend a boatload to have a good whiskey, right? My shelf is full of not expensive whiskeys. Very few, very few bottles in this shelf cost more than sixty bucks. Yeah, most of them were under fifty. One of them, probably close to being 
definitely in the top 10, maybe top five. Cost $17. Benchmark top floor? Mm-hmm. 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 Good stuff. What are you smoking, Indiana Nate? Well, I'm smoking this delicious blend that you provided so graciously from your times in Chicago. True. So this is Cajun Cake from Cornell and Deal. And according to TobaccoReviews.com, it says, We start with naturally sweet Red Virginias and add just the right touch of everyone's favorite Cajun spice, Louisiana Perique. Then after we press it into an old-fashioned crumble cake, which deepens and marries the flavors into what is quickly becoming one of CND's most popular blends ever. So it is blended by Bob Ronowski and Craig Tarler from Cornell and Deal, manufactured by Cornell and Deal. It is a Virginia Perique. And this one you got from Chicago has a few years of age on it. What's that? 2017. 2017. July, actually, July 11th, 2017. Well, so we're sitting on six years right now. We're sitting right at six years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know what this tastes like fresh. I don't know. With six years of age on it, it's pretty tasty. I'd never heard of this before. I had heard of it, but only because I had spent hours just scrolling through Cornell and Deal. They have so many blends. And when I first started smoking, I was looking for um, very specific things to try. Mm-hmm. As I've mentioned before, when I first started smoking, I didn't like Latakia. So I would go through all of their blends and write down the ones that didn't have Latakia in them and what they did have. Um, it's going to like 500 blends that didn't have Latakia. Yeah, yeah. a lot. <laughs> but this was one of them that I always found intriguing. And honestly, I found it intriguing because of the tin art. Cornell and Deal has a few like blends that they do this cartoony kind of tin art. Yeah. Like this one has a guy holding a cake and you can clearly tell he's in a bayou surrounded by alligators. And he's smoking a pipe, but like this and like cross-eyed cricket and there's a few other ones, bow-legged bear that the tin art to me just kind of drew me in. Looks like Jay Mouton was just running through the bayou, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have never tried this until now, but it was one of the ones on my list that I wanted to try. He's got alligators hanging around him. Mm-hmm. You want to eat them? And he's holding a cake. Avoiding the gators. They're just chomping at him. I don't I don't know how I feel about this blend. This is my third bowl, so again. Terrible. Um terrible time frame to even review something. So we're not reviewing it. Right. I have had this is like third bowl. First boy bowl wasn't great. Second bowl, phenomenal. Third bowl, I'm halfway through the bowl so far. Eh. Yeah. I'm smoking this out of a bent, uh, kind of a bent Dublin uh-huh. shape. It's a, it's an old Rossi I got. Um, I picked it because it's one of my Virginia pipes. It's got a, a, a pretty tall, relatively narrow bowl. Um, smokes great though, but again, this is just a first impression, obviously, but because this is my first bowl of it, I'm getting. A lot of the sweetness from the reds, mm-hmm. um, and then a, a little bit of that pepperiness from the preek. Honestly, 
it's got six years of age on it, so that probably is helping with the sweetness. But it's a little lackluster for me. It is. That's the exact word I was thinking. It was lackluster to me. It feels. I mean, you would think for a crumble cake that's six years old, it would be incredibly well uh, melded together. There's just lots of sh- like harsh edges on it. It feels like it's yeah. It's it's not terrible. It's, no, 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 not at all. It's it's a, a an incredibly decent blend, but it's just decent. In, incredibly decent. <laughs> yeah, he likes that word so much. He had to tie it into just a mediocre blend. Yeah, but it's an incredibly mediocre blend, like uh, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I mean, I have had Virginia blends with less age on them that taste much better than this. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't buy this again yeah. personally, but again, it's just one bowl. I would have to give it a, a fair shake, try it in a couple of different types of material. It's it's good enough that I would try it again. Yeah. It's good enough that I'll probably enjoy this entire tin. Yeah. Um, is it good enough so far that I'd buy another, uh, another tin of it? Maybe if I found one cheap. Yeah. Uh, if I went by and I saw it for, I think I paid twelve bucks for this tin. Uh, I don't know twelve bucks. I'd I don't know what twelve bucks. I'd buy it again. If I saw it in a bargain bin for five bucks, a hundred percent, I would grab it. I think honestly, I might just take the entire bin if I saw a bin of five dollar blends. <laughs> I would. If I saw this for ten dollars, I would probably pick it up. It's decent enough that it, I could smoke this. I. Th- this is the kind of blend that I'll tell you what, if I had, if this was my 10 and this was my blend that I had, I, this, I would keep this for like mowing the lawn. Okay. Like, cause I don't need to think about it. It's not really complex. It's, it's You're got just smoking, right? I'm just smoking. It's got some, it's got decent sweetness to it. It's got a little bit of the, a little bit of the pepperiness from the Perique. It doesn't, it doesn't hit me in the places that I like to be hit when I'm smoking a Virginia Perique. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not up there. Yeah. But if I had it, that's what I would use it for. If I'm doing something mindlessly. It was really harsh on the light. The light was surprisingly difficult. It was, it was bad. Like yeah. through the first, I don't know, through the first quarter of the bowl, it was, it was pretty harsh. Like just yeah. getting it, getting it lit was a chore. Yeah. Not because it didn't want to stay lit, but just like going through the lighting process was like grinning and bearing through it. And that's what I didn't like about it. As it currently sits halfway through the bowl, I like it enough. But I don't know if I'd want to go through that painful process every time of that. And that I've had that experience all three bowls I've had. Really? Just like a like harsh, almost ashy, peppery. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Try it for yourself, though. Don't listen to us. We're just two schmucks that don't know what we're talking about. Genuinely. Yeah. Don't Genuinely, we're schmucks. No idea what we're talking about. Oh, that's what you're talking about. We are schmucks, though. True. Non-knowing schmucks. So, yeah, give us a try. I think that um, somebody out there probably likes us. It wouldn't still be in production if somebody didn't. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I said, it's an incredibly mediocre blend. We have no idea what we're talking about. We already said that. And I've had so, one bowl, half a bowl. Yeah, don't take that. Don't take our word on it. But 
Um, last but not least, Instagram Pipe Maker Club. We're what a couple weeks into June or July now. Yeah, and uh, things are heading off pretty well. Yeah, the theme was red, white, and bamboo. Yep, and already some completed pipes coming through, and some stuff in the process on the Discord. I'm very intrigued by what's going on. Some Absolute people have some stuff that's looking. You know, Jay's got everything spotted out. It's got it's got bamboo in the name. Yeah, it's you know you would think red, white, and bamboo, which is a play on blue. Mm-hmm. So you think there's going to be some blue in play? I wonder how many of these makers are like, I'm going to make a bamboo and blue pipe so that Jay Furman buys it. I'm shocked by the number who haven't. Like it's I've true. seen like three or four pipes. I'm like, you guys are missing an opportunity here. <laughs> Jay buys everything with bamboo and blue. Right. If you would have just taken that red stem and made it blue. Jay would have bought it. Sold. Guaranteed. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Jay would buy every bamboo pipe with a blue stem. 100%. Yeah. Bring it to Columbus when he's there. He'll buy it. He'll buy it. <laughs> no matter the cost. I don't care if it's made out of oak. Jay loves any pipe that has bamboo and blue stems. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's going to kill us. He's absolutely going to kill us. Um, <laughs> he, he, t- he did tell us, he said, he said, all you got to do is make me mad and I'm going to turn on you. <laughs> that kind of scared me a little bit. He's got connections, man. Yeah. He's, he, he's scary. He's a scary dude. But anyway, follow the Instagram Pipe Maker Club on Instagram. Um, lots of progress pictures getting posted. Uh, finished pipes getting posted. We'll be posting them on our on our page uh, towards the end of the month. But very cool uh, club and project they got going on there. So keep yourself there in the know. Yeah. I think it's all we got, man. So good to have another solid recording together. I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun, man. Me too. Talking about Mandela effect and Harambe and R.I.P. We eventually got to pipes and tobacco and we covered the important stuff first though. Oh, I, I forgot to say what I was smoking this out of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we exit here, I'm smoking this. Speaking of Jay, yeah, I swiped this pipe out from under Jay's nose at Chicago. You snooze, you lose. Yep, he uh, put it down and I picked it up and it never left. It, it didn't leave my possession it's after a that. Beautiful pipe. This is a Leo Bogart. Uh, it is a. Paneled apple type shape, I'd say. I'd say so too. It's got a beautifully aged bamboo shank. I just love. I love the look of aged bamboo. Yeah, how it kind of gets like some cracks and stuff in it, and the patina on it. The patina. It's the, that's the good word to describe it. Um, I had to do a little bit of cleanup on this because I was a dumb dumb, and I left this in the uh dash of my car one day. I was smoking oh, it. Yeah. And I got a really urgent situation for work and I set it up on the dash and I was like, oh, I'll be in and out. And I was not in and out. I came back out six hours later and the stem was yellow. Oh man, that's awful. From all the oxi- oxidization from Yeah. Yeah. But I got cleaned up pretty well. It's a sharp looking pipe. No, I love it. If it had a blue stem, Jay would have never put Jay that down. Never would have put it down. So thank God it's black. Yeah. Because he'll buy anything that has got a blue stem and bamboo. <laughs> Anything. Anything. That's all we got, folks. Uh, reach out to pipesporesandpals at gmail.com. You can reach the podcast at pipesporesandpals. You can reach Nate at India today. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. You can reach Mrs. Codger at Mrs.Codger. Hey, do us a favor. Leave us a review on whatever site you listen to this on. Um, share it with your friends. You know, do those kind of, all, all the things. Do all the things. Yeah. Only if you like us. 
even if you don't like us, somebody out there likes us, but like, listen, this isn't my thing, but it might be your thing. That's a good point. Yeah. Even if you don't like us. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I mean, leave us it, really terrible reviews. Uh, no, no. Leave us a great review. Even if you don't like us. <laughs> uh, because I promise you, if you leave a terrible review, it's getting read on air. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, buddy? I'm good, man. All right, man. It's been such a pleasure. So glad that my basement is your happy place. It is. <laughs> that, 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 that's all, folks.